God, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Quiet, man. Do I'm not quiet. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am. Don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of them. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark. The only podcast with the courage to expose all of Zach Bagan's buried secrets. I'm Joel Kleinberger. <laughs> and I'm Eric Hoofnagel. <laughs> and goddammit, we found another one. <laughs> okay, so you were so right last episode mm-hmm. when you were like, when I was like, how the fuck do you end a season with this dump of an episode and you were like well i don't think that this was what they were trying to end with and i was like what do you mean and yeah uh, sure mm-hmm. enough they fucking cut out the the season ender that we all deserve to see yeah and the only reason i figured it out is because I was looking at the Aaron's Vlogs, like, archive on YouTube. Dude, just like La Pelaza. Exactly. And I saw, right after Bonnie Springs, there's only two Aaron's Vlogs things, and one of them is Aaron's Vlog, Big Steppin' at the Goldfield. <laughs> Thank you to the pirates out there for bringing this episode to life. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I hate that I have to... Uh, resort to high seas piracy, um, but sometimes to get get the truth, you gotta you gotta go into the dark. Uh, to quote Indiana Jones, "This belongs in a museum. <laughs> it belongs to everyone. It belongs to everybody." Because damn it, Eric, we're talking about <laughs> season four, episode sixteen, the oh. real conclusion. <laughs> Goldfield Hotel, Revengeance. Revengeance. The desert, much like the road, is like a second home to us. It's Mother Nature at her most beautiful, and if you look closely, her most terrifying all at once. Back to our roots. Back to Goldfield, Nevada. A turn-of-the-century dusty mining town that once sprung up to be the biggest in all of Nevada. And then in just 10 years, withered away and died. As the familiar heat bars emanate from the scorched desert floor, our mission has become clear. We will confront the hostile spirits of Goldfield once again and see if they've grown bolder or weaker in the six years that have passed. again dude it's so <laughs> it's so good dude i'm i i love this episode so much just like la palaza this is like immediately one of the best episodes of ghost adventures i've ever seen and it's such a great premise so zach is taking us back to where it all started where they shot the 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 final sequence of their uh, groundbreaking documentary in 2004. They did go back before one time prior to this, but that was their big old fucking ghost hunting party. Yeah. Before we even dive in, I want to oh, do a little fashion it's report. It's been so long. It's been a while. It's been a while. Give us 
I was struck by the beautiful juxtaposition of shots of him in 2004 versus shots of him <laughs> current as in 2010. Yeah. And the Zakening has fully taken him. Oh, yes. He's, he is no longer the proto-goth nerd that he was in 2004. <laughs> yeah. This is truly prime prime zach yeah he's reached his pinnacle his power level has maxed. oh absolutely uh, he's wearing he's wearing black from head to toe the silver skull and crossbones belt buckle oh he's got his cool fucking gothic shirt with the cross on the side and it's surrounded by iridescent red skulls hell yeah and on the back, it says, live fast. <laughs> and not only is his hair fucking perfect and swooped forward, it's no longer a fucking grease trap. Oh, yeah. No, we got the shark fin going. <laughs> it has purpose, but he's also got on the most perfect Vegas grandma glasses. <laughs> and it oh, yeah. just ties the whole mwah thing together. The glasses of a woman who's about to play slots for 14 hours <laughs> and drinking free booze with no water. Bingo! Speaking of glow-ups, too, because they do cut back to our beautiful <laughs> round beardy boy, oh, Aaron Goodwin, Jesus. with his fuzzy little hair. And, and it cuts back... To the, the three amigos as they walk through the sands towards Goldfield. And you see he is inexplicably wearing a hoodie. But Aaron has had his own glow up as well. Oh, yeah. Nick, Nick is Nick. Nick's Nick, Nick looks mostly the same. Yeah. He looks less like a random goon from the background of The Sopranos. <laughs> and more just like Nick now. So it's a shirt change. It's a shirt change, and his hair isn't as slicked back as much. No. Zach, Zach has gone from nerdy twink proto-goth to full muscle daddy fucking Van Helsing. Would you say that he's gone from zero to hero? Hercules, Hercules. Mm, yeah. <laughs> We know that they're going into the Goldfield Hotel. Well, we don't know that at the beginning. <laughs> I knew it because it's called the Goldfield Hotel. So we did know that. I, I, I was fooled. You were fooled. I got fooled. Yeah. They're like, well, so the Goldfield is like kind of closed to the public now. And like, I don't know. We couldn't get permission to go in there. So we're just going to like look at other properties with Goldfield on it. Yeah. Like this place with swastikas on the outside. That's fine, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like these fucking guys roll in and like this episode has everything. The desert, much like the road, is a second home to us. It, it's beautiful, but also terrifying. Spooky spider. Blah. <laughs> Which like, come on, Zach. Clearly, Zach has never been to the jungle. The jungle has too much nature for somebody as cursed as Zach. Oh, absolutely. He would get eaten alive like by the fucking roots from Jumanji. 
just oh yeah <laughs> army ants would bite his dick off a, a fucking bot fly would plant eggs in his brain they'd never find him again but instead they'd find like that tree that hexus was in yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd be absorbed into a fucking tree. Yeah, he would become the ultimate spirit, waiting, waiting for a, a logging company to release him. <laughs> hit me one time. Oh, hit, hit me, me twice. twice. <laughs> oh, oh, ah. oh. Mm, that's rather nice. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe we are destined to be soul mates. It's prophecy. It's fate. It's a quest. It is redemption. Like all good heroes journeys, it starts simple as the three amigos set up on what they think is what their investigation is going to be. Because they were shadow banned <laughs> from this location. Back when shadow banning happened because of paranormal shadows. They were shadow banned by the owner who apparently, Zach doesn't play this up that much, but he does in his biography. They tried for years to get back in, but the owner ref just would not take their calls. Red, Red Roberts. That's a pirate. Red yeah. Roberts. Of the high sea. Actually, I'm, I'm, I think Red Roberts would be a spinoff of Red Robin. <laughs> a chain restaurant <laughs> where you're, you're you are required to be smoking to sit down. All of the college kids who have to put on the like costumes of old timey like saloon <laughs> girls. Big o over exaggerated foam cowboy hats. Say red on them. Uh, we have our rootin' tootin' French fries with the side of uh, cowboy gravy. That comes with uh, a cigarette. <laughs> There's always just some old man that they've had for their their mascot who's <laughs> drunk at all times. I mean, it's Red Roberts. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going in initially to talk to Ghost Town Operations outside the Nixon building, and thank God the episode goes in the different direction, because oh I didn't want to hang out with these four dudes who look like a random character generator for every group of Proud Boys ever pulled out of the back of a U-Haul. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Straight up, like, in the Baggins-verse, this is the Deliverance <laughs> gack. This is the Hills Have Eyes gack. Yeah, this is Bizarro gack. <laughs> Fucking Justin Simok, current QN fanboy, which is no shock because in 2010 when it, or 2011 when this is uh, filmed, he is rocking the white nationalist undercut to really show off his fucking ears. Wait, he's a, he's a QAnon guy now? Of course he is. Look at him. Oh, man, that is... Look I mean, at well, him. I could have guessed, but like I like that you figured that out. Oh, I, I found his Twitter. All it is is reposts about QAnon and begging for money because he he continued to try and ride the paranormal train for like the, like a thing called dinner with ghosts <laughs> and then he went for something with less evidence good one <laughs> and then we got big daddy John Cushman who plays an EVP for him that says you silly cockroaches which is pretty good but thank god that's all we have to deal with wait oh they do have one other EVP from, yes. from the GTFO. <laughs> they play an EVP of uh, a gunshot. Th this is my favorite historical justification for an EVP because 
That could be f- literally anything, the way it sounds. It yeah. sounds like somebody dropping something or a car backfiring. It sounds like anything. But they're like, did you know we looked back into the history and it turns out a gun was fired here once. Yeah, at a group at a group of strikers. There it is. There it is. <laughs> a gun was fired here once, and therefore there is a residual haunting of a gunshot. Yeah, I can't even explain to you how fucking haunted with gunshots my neighborhood would be if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I made myself sad. Well, uh, speaking, speaking of. <laughs> The GAC get immediately distracted from these fucking future Proud Boys because they see a Jeep, which Zach says is a truck because he doesn't know the difference, (laughs) with Red Robert's name on the back. That's when the GAC decides to go for a little bit of ambush journalism. And this is the beginning of the quest. This is the offer on the hero's journey. This is the call to action. They drop all of their plans. All of the insurance paperwork they've probably done for the other locations are like, we have to risk it all. He's been dodging our calls, telling us yeah. we can't go into his building. <laughs> well, he doesn't know who he's fucking with. Zach is back. On the attack. And he is not fucking around this time. Pay dirt. It actually is Red Roberts. We are going to try our best and see if we can try and get in there for a night. So we are rolling on the cameras to just, so you can watch this process. This because is really if, raw. You're yeah. seeing it as we're seeing it play out right now. They corner Red as he's trying to fix up a door. And in the book, in the Zach Bagans Bible in Dark World, Zach says that when, and you can see this kind of on camera, when they initially approach Red, Zach is like, oh, hey, do you remember that us? And Red's like, yeah, in a way where it's like, oh, these fucking guys again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that they film him from the outside and yeah. you can just see his shirt in the window and they do like a zoo, like a like a spotlight effect and a fucking arrow pointing at him. It's straight Red up confirmed. ambush journalism. We're like, we know he's in there. Get him! Aaron, hang back. The real men are on this case. You weren't there the first time, you fucking pussy. So here we go. And on on a script for your adventure, this is the first big plot point. This is 33 minutes in. This is when you're all at the tavern and you hear a noise and a, and a, a shining knight in armor stumbles in and collapses on the ground with a map in his hands and an arrow in his back. And you're like, well. Yes, and it says, in order to get entrance to the temple, you must first find the old crone who holds the keys. (laughs) You must give her a real apology. (laughs) Break the curse that you began. Virginia still holds the hotel's keys along with a hefty grudge because of what she had perceived to have happened to her the last time we were in the Goldfield Hotel. Okay, this is the happiest I've ever seen Nick. He fucking fist bumps the camera, which I'm sure Aaron just thrilled about. We get our first uh, HGAC, as they put it. Um, oh, which yes. they flash on the screen, the, uh, a historic Ghost Adventures moment, which uh, mm-hmm. technically would be HGAM. 
uh, uh, <laughs> we get our first <laughs> technically technically of it. Billy probably messed that up, but you know it's okay. No, fucking Zach. Zach messed it up. He said, this is an HGAC, a historic ghost adventures moment. Uh, how can we fix it for him? Historic ghost adventure ca- ca- calamity. Uh, historic ghost adventure current event. Ah. Ca- 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 cacophony. Ca- coincidence. A cur- oh, a historic, historic ghost, adventure ghost adventures coincidence. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> The hook. The hook. I don't know. I'm still sticking with ham. <laughs> this is a hack. I don't know. I'm going with ham. This is a fucking Klingon word, is what it is. It's a <laughs> Yeah, and they're turgid. Nick has to go to the ancient crone. Virginia Ridgeway. Who's who has has maintained a grudge against these boys for years. And for good reason. Have, did you pick up on this? This is kind of funny. Zach kind of gaslights her because he says it's a grudge due to what, she, quote, she perceived to had happened to her the last time we were here. Yeah, fuck you, Zach. Fuck you, Zach. Take, it, take, <laughs> take responsibility for fucking attaching ghosts to somebody. Fucking... Right on, Eric. Right on. What the fuck? He 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 complains about ghosts being attached to him all the time, entering his yeah. body, shoving themselves deep inside of him, and then the minute his his actions cause that to, to happen to somebody else, he can't handle it. Now it's finger quotes, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she she got haunted, <laughs> right, by a ghost. Jeez, what an idiot. They will accept any story that they hear. Zach is like full, full credulity. Just like, yep, 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 yep. Whatever you say goes. Until, of course, Zach has a negative impact on somebody. Until he gets called up. He's like, why don't we have uh, err on the side of uh, skepticism here, okay? Oh, also, how funny is it that he just sends Nick? <laughs> like, he, he, he won't even go himself to apologize for what he did. <laughs> we have to go for our first Bible study really quick. Oh, okay, so we're officially doing it this time. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Did you just hear a voice? I had to look in to what exactly happened because Zach, they don't really say. But they did say in Zach Bagan's Dark World on page 168. Which, uh, also, yet again, uh, thank you, Red, for sending me a copy. Fuck yes, Red, you goddamn amazing human. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the cool Red, not Red Robert. No, 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 no. no, no. Not Red Robert, the, <laughs> not the Red proprietor Roberts. of Red Roberts. <laughs> Fry and drink emporium. <laughs> So Zach is being pretty dismissive to the place that gave him his entire career because he says Goldfield is like that town in the hills have eyes. Good call earlier. <laughs> yeah, the GTO. That's when they showed yeah. up. They're like, mm-hmm. hills have eyes. Who's talking shit? It's quiet, small, and just plain strange. As we arrived in town for the Nixon Building investigation, we saw Red Roberts, the owner of the Goldfield Hotel, standing in the street with his truck parked in front of the hotel. 
this is a huge opportunity because for years he had avoided us and we had no clue as to why. And this is why, uh, unfortunately to me at the time, Virginia was mad at me, which is why he had didn't have the fucking courage to go talk to her himself for the attack by two dark shadows during the pebble incident, which is funny because Zach is double trying to distance himself for this because he includes clips of people being like, oh my God, this group ghost hunt changed my life. Oh my God. I didn't think I would ever feel this. Oh my this God. is so badass that that old woman's a fucking dumbass bitch, dude. Yeah. <sighs> Anyone who says this sucks is, is an asshole, bro. <laughs> He, Virginia was so mad at him and passed that on to Red that Zach says convincing him to allow us back into the hotel was like selling caffeine to a Mormon. He oh, wasn't God. going for it. And I couldn't understand why. <laughs> he goes on to say that Red claims that the the documentary made the uh, the location too popular and people broke in. But the thing is, Virginia... While the pebbles were being thrown at the old man, she got pressed up against the wall by two spirits. It says she never needed an escort in the building or been afraid to go inside before, but after the pebble incident, she'd been hesitant to even enter it. Those spirits also followed her home, as Nick pointed out. And she had just been assaulted, like, by them the day prior. Yeah. She's like, hey, look at my arms. They're covered in bruises, which, you know, old people, but yeah, that's yeah. besides I mean, Yeah, a fucking strong breeze could br uh, bruise Virginia <laughs> at this point. And then Nick goes on to immediately tell Zach and the, therefore the world all of the things that Virginia told him not to tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, but that's how the boys find out they're walking into a paranormal trap. Because this, this was planned by the other side. I honestly think that in some weird spiritual way that this thing was kind of set up on the other side. That's just me thinking outside like the box there for a second. Like they let us do this. Yeah. That's right. Red may have tried to shadow band them from this location, but the shadow realm oh. had other ideas. The shadow zone calls to them. The shadowy fingers were reaching out and beckoning them, beckoning them back with a dark plan. Nick has the revelation that the shadows are manipulating them, bringing them. It can't be coincidence. It's, as Nick says, it's like the spirits are setting them up on the other side. And then Zach says, it's almost like it's planned by the other side. It's too coincidental. I, I, I can't imagine why Nick left the show when he <laughs> says something profound and then Zach is like, wait a minute, I have something profound to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> what the uh, fuck? Yeah, I just imagine him turning to the camera and being like, um, Billy Note, uh, edit that out. Edit out yeah. the first uh, 15 seconds and cut to me. That's just me thinking outside like the box there for a second. Like they let us do this. Yeah. It's almost like this is this has been planned by the other side. That's what I'm saying. I think it's weird. This man. has been planned by the other side. This is too coincidental. <laughs> He's done this before. He has done this multiple times in this show. I know. <laughs> it's so it's so funny because it's like this is the kind of stuff that a character like a really good character actor would put together for a like insufferable character for yeah. like a show like The Office or something. Uh -huh. But but Zach is real. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's very <laughs> He's a real person. Hey, Nick, you having any deja vu experiences at this moment? <laughs> we are hitting such a good stride at this point in this episode. Oh, yeah. This is like, oh, yeah. this is building such intensity, and they follow it with a riveting scene of extended insurance papers and discussion. Well, but Eric, <laughs> this is this is the hero's journey. Of this course. is our heroes hit our lowest point. Ah, I see. They oh. thought they thought it was all in the bag. They got That's the keys right. to the kingdom. They appeased the old crone, but they get there and then Red is selling the fucking building. Yeah. And and not paying attention to them, which we know that if Zach is not paid attention to, he will cry. And that's why he sends Nick in yet again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick has been doing all the work. And that is going to be something that we, we have to fucking talk about <laughs> later. But you know what? Why don't we just talk about it now? Oh. We have to discuss something that's going to be a little bit dark on here, Eric. Mm, yeah? Witches and Warlocks and Eric Hoofnagel. For the first time ever, I have to unveil... A heretic's text in our oh, Bible no. study. Gnosticism, Nixticism. This is our Nixticism because Nick-stick? we <laughs> we are agnostic here because we are going to talk about chasing spirits by Nick Groff. Oh my God, is that his book? That is his book. Ah, heresy! What's wrong with you, Nick? Nick, what's wrong with you, dude? Snap out of it, dude. Now I remember his voices in my head saying, kill him, kill him, kill him. Oh, Nick, Nick, Nick! Oh my god! Nick, there's these glowing, slow, they pulsating, like, looking orbs all around you. When it touches Nick, it's almost as if there's some kind of energy transfer. Nick, it just spoke. Come on, do it! I read the first half of this book today. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> the fact that Zach is has positioned himself, he makes it sound all the time like this is his project. The Ghost Adventures is his thing. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking not. Oh, this I was bet. all Nick. I don't doubt that for a fucking minute, man. Zach is, he's a very obvious character of sort of a... Uh, a, a bully who hates bullies, bit of a, a narcissist. He is a hypocrite. He's the hot guy yeah. who, who gets away with everything. He's the face. And then we've got Nick, who is the tryhard. Yeah. Nick is always trying to be cool, and he's always not quite reaching that point. But I know that behind the scenes, he's getting shit done. To go back to the original documentary, the amount to which this is Nick's project cannot be overstated. Like, he was taking out loans for the equipment. He was planning everything. He was the one that got them all together. It was his initial pitch. He and his wife that he loves so much and mentions her about a billion times. Dude, he is still absolutely 
obsessed. She she Yoko Onoed that whole situation. I could tell you. Yeah, uh, Veronique, I believe is her name. She looks like a Veronique. Yeah. <laughs> Nick lost money. Zach seemed like he was doing fine because it was all Nick's financial investment. He had to move back in with his parents, with his new wife. You oh know God. all this shit. And Nick did all of the original editing, too. It was all his project, which is hilarious. I have to read this portion because it's going to flash us back. Oh, my God. Because he's talking about how cursed this was as a project. Like, he he blames some of this on his own, maybe, fuck-ups. But also, he thinks he brought some spirits home. Uh, let's see. what What's my Nick impression going to be? How am I going to read Nick? Let's try this. <laughs> Um, while editing the documentary, I had 300 gigabyte external hard drives all linked together and tied to my computer with one firewire cable. Oh, flash me right back with the firewire cables, bud. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God, hard drives. This is yeah. such like a thing that we would have done. They filmed everything hours and hours of them calling places and like them on the road and like eating lunch like nothing that actually added to anything but they were like we might need all of it bros (laughs) we have to watch Aaron eat this sandwich Aaron I need a blank P2 card now (laughs) so he unplugged the firewire cable from one hard drive to plug it into another and he lost all of the work Oh, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. He spent like days trying to recover everything because all of the files were corrupted. I don't know if that ever happened to you, but just like, oh, if you like accidentally nudge the cable as like fire files were exporting. You you know what's so funny is I still am so nervous every time i'm uploading my files from my recorder to my my laptop to just send to you after we're done yeah. recording i i will not touch the wire because of that exact phobia that is that comes from us doing dumb ass video projects where yeah you jiggle something and it's gone yeah, because you're converting from mini DV tapes with a firewire cable plugged into your laptop, and it's just like a, 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 a little sneeze could destroy your entire existence. <laughs> Meanwhile, right now, like, it nothing matters. <laughs> Everything's like solid state. For the audio, I have that same paranoia. Even though this thing saves and it has like five backups because the programs are smart now, so it always is constantly backing up, <laughs> I still export my audio separately to a separate file oh, just in case. Yeah. Be- because of shit like this. And the thing is, he lo- he he eventually got everything back. But the one thing he could never recover, and this is like the burning of the library of Alexandria for me. Oh my god. He had created like a blooper reel, mostly of Aaron, and it all was burned. Oh man. And we could have read all about that in Aaron's book, but unfortunately Aaron's book is a coloring book. Not cool. For the curse, he he did a uh, an original rough cut showing at his home with his family and friends. And he says, 
Uh, yeah, about halfway through the film, the speakers inexplicably flew off the TV, hitting candles and sending wax flying everywhere. And the neighbors got up and left the house, so we were, like, scared. <laughs> oh, my God. Really quick. Because we're going into the skit. Both Nick and Zach were trying to find ways to, like, get this documentary out there. But Nick is the one that actually fucking did it. <laughs> he, he, he is annoying to the point of success. He got it into a bunch of film festivals, but that doesn't make money. And he's broke. Him and his wife are fucking broke. So he learned how to pitch. He called 12 pages of agents. He says 12 pages of agents in this book. As he says, no agent wants to deal with somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, which is why breaking into the business is so hard. But I learned the business in fast. And eventually <laughs> he got an agent and that agent played fucking shitty games with them. They drove all the way to, to Los Angeles from Las Vegas. So five hour drive to show them the documentary. And the agent was like, eh, I'm not actually home. So fuck off. But they hung around they rode rides at universal studios which is really cute and then the agent called them and they're like all right i'm back you can come the agent watched the documentary he was like i'm in and then this is the quote he wanted us to recut it this way and that way we agreed we worked on trimming some of the fat from the film eliminating a lot of the on the road footage and much of what were our attempts at humor Looking back, we realized that nobody thought we were as funny as we thought we were. Oh, and it remains the same all the way through the rest of Ghost Adventures. But it's it's beautiful. We we're here for it. And that and I thought that was uh, very apropos as once Nick gets the insurance paperwork signed, our hero, Zach Bagans, insists on putting himself to an epic test as they go to the clown motel. We just stumbled on the clown motel. <laughs> I don't like clowns. They fit into the doll category. Just as you were saying, this is the hero's journey, they reach their lowest point, and then we get the, the reprieve. We get, yeah. we get the sigh of relief, which is <laughs> the the goof about at the clown motel. It's the goof about, but it's also our obvious hero, Zach Bagans. All, all great quests, a hero has to have their medal tested. Like Odin before him, <laughs> who sacrificed himself <laughs> to himself in order to gain knowledge and power. Huh. A god sacrificing themselves to themselves. Huh. Yeah. No, I, I've mm -hmm. never heard of that before. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not like a theme. That's only something of like really old dead religions. <sighs> that stirred it up, I bet. You think? <laughs> and now Zach, who thinks he's a god, sacrifices himself at the altar of what he fears the greatest. Not only are there dolls, <laughs> but there are clown dolls. <laughs> this place is incredible. And yet again, just in the last episode, when Zach was saying that, uh, you know, wax museums really disturb him, this place looks really disturbing. I will admit, this is a very yeah. creepy idea, um, but also it. I love 
that they meet the saddest <laughs> man in Nevada. Oh, uh, this the guy. guy who works the front desk at the clown motel who hates clowns. It's like a curse. Truly a cursed character. Hell is real and this guy's in it. <laughs> they're like they're like, Sir, why don't you leave? And he's like, ah, I is, can't. This is what I this is my life. Where is he gonna go? Yeah, well, there's no other jobs, man. I, I have to work the front desk at the clown motel. Which is a warlocks. For reference, where they are, this kind of, like, cluster of garbage and, like, dead towns are halfway, exactly halfway, between Las Vegas and Reno. <laughs> There's nothing there. <laughs> oh, my God. Telling someone telling someone to go work the front desk at the Clown Motel sounds like <laughs> such a fucking dig. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like such a burn. Why don't you go work the front desk at the Clown Motel, you <laughs> fucking failure? I'm going to use that from now on. That sounds like something like my mom would have said when I told her I wanted to be a filmmaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want what? You want to make movies? You're going to end up working the front desk at a Clown Motel yeah, with all yeah. the rest of the clowns. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're going to move to Portland, Eric, and be an, uh, an artist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be better off working the front desk at the Clown Motel. <laughs> you're so right. That's such a bird. <laughs> this fucking sad, sad man who has to stand at the front desk while no one comes in. He says people stay there. I'm sure one to two at a time. Yeah. I checked their website. Yeah? Yeah. It's, uh... It, really really poorly formatted you can't read the first words and the last words of the sentences because they're cut off <laughs> um, it's like a geocity you know, site it's pretty bad but like it's meant to be scary like the the idea behind the clown motel was to make a scary motel and the i mean and maybe the, now but <laughs> I, I that's what i'm wondering because like they're they're the whole like uh mission is like ooh the scariest ho hotel ever and and the shot the pictures of the rooms look just so it's just a basic ass hotel room with one like velvet painting of a of a sad clown imagine the juggalos that have fucked in those rooms oh, yeah between reno and vegas <laughs> oh yeah they can't afford the gas money we've established that <laughs> Nick tests Zach Bagans. Zach thinks he's strong. He feels comfortable in the clown motel. He even puts his arm on the desk. And that's until <laughs> Nick starts wiggling clowns at him, just wiggling him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and then he runs away, and they set up a clown in his car. Which is the, the skit. That is the skit, yeah. That, that is this the skit, is that he gets in the car, and who's driving? A clown mannequin. And that is exactly the kind of humor that their agent long ago that started their whole journey was like, you need to cut that out because no one thinks it's funny. <laughs> we, we, yeah, it is interesting that the original documentary really doesn't have a lot of the humor that does go on in Ghost Adventures, which gives it the flavor that it needs to be fun and enjoyable. Because yeah. we watched Demon House and we saw what this kind of content is like without humor, without yeah. some some kind of dumb levity. 
And without it, it's just it's uh, it takes itself too seriously, and then it's just not good. Yeah, I think the agent was right, <laughs> considering that Zach Bagans was sitting in the bathtubs and mocking a suicide victim. Look at me cutting my wrists, just like you. <laughs> Who knows what fun 4chan humor those boys would have been up to at the time? Ooh, yeah, 2004. They've gotten to the point where their clown skits and acting are good and they give us a sense of warmth that we need because it's got about to get dark. And when darkness falls, we chase the darkness. When I looked up, why have some of these episodes been wiped from the internet? Everyone online is saying, oh, it's just, it's, it's only the episodes with Mark and Debbie Constantino. Those are the only ones that are pulled from the internet, which is not true. Yeah. As we found out, it's uh, sometimes totally incomprehensible why they would pull these episodes like La Palaza, mm. but this one definitely features Mark and Debbie very heavily. And it is, it's really sad, man. It is. It's so sad because they, like, you can see what good friends Debbie and Zach are. Yeah. Not so much Mark. No. Because he's an asshole. Does, is I, it just... I don't think it's just you. <laughs> they, he really, like, I mean, obviously knowing what he ends up doing uh, flavors the way I see him. Uh, but, yeah. you know, he's nothing compared to Debbie. Debbie is is the pro. Debbie is the pro. Debbie shows up. She's wearing the regalia like the Gak. But she looks like she deserves to wear that regalia. <laughs> Mark is a pretender in his affliction tee. Mark looks like a like a trucker. Mark looks like a cop at a music festival. <laughs> is what he fucking looks like. He looks like he's trying to hawk expired uh, fucking Adderall at, at a at a concert. <laughs> Hello, fellow uh, rockers. Uh, are any of you carrying uh, any dope? <laughs> These balloons do not have uh, helium in them. <laughs> They're ice cold fatties. Come on. <laughs> Couple bucks. Again, this is like a perfect hero's journey quest the the team realizes they're not powerful enough so they summon local wizards yeah and and also it all ties together because debbie met zach because of uh the fact that they both investigated that location and both got really good results Incredible results, really. Yeah. Like it is, it is strange because we are at this end of season four, but that documentary has the best poltergeist evidence, some of the best EVP evidence, and and that EVP that Debbie gets because as as you say, their their lives are are intrinsically linked, their fates are cast with the GAC. Debbie is asking like, who threw that brick? In Zach's documentary, the EVP says, uh, "Thanks, but we've done it." Yeah, because they say, "Because they say, like, can you do it again?" Yeah, and, and the and the and it's a really good EVP. And the the coolest thing, the coolest thing about it, is that it's very it's so clear that at first I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's that's obviously someone talking in the room," but they're filming it with a film crew. And the film crew on the cameras, you don't hear it. 
Yeah. Which is really good. That's real creepy shit. Well, it's 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 some of the best verified evidence I've ever seen because it's a fucking news show. Yeah. I don't like Zach's tone. <laughs> In this, do you pick up on this? Am I crazy that Zach is like really fucking big dogging Debbie and Mark, which is pissing me off? Uh, you know, I think I was too focused on Mark. I I could yeah. not stop trying to pick up any clue of like, because I I don't know. There's something about I I think it, maybe it's this true crime sort of like you know permeates everything but or or like the fact that my roommate watches interviews with murderers all the time um yeah. but it's like man you just it, when you when you see someone who is eventually going to be like that you you want to pre-crime you want to you want to figure them out you want to be like ah, oh, there's the tell zach's tone he says, we are going to allow them to come with us. Like, bitch, you called them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is where we get into the lockdown. Insert lockdown thing. Yeah, because we're doing the lockdown. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. Immediately, Zach keep, keeps that tone because he's introducing them. He's like, these EVP experts, they got the best EVP uh, on an investigation asking questions about us. And they were very skeptical about what happened to us. Like, why are you fucking calling out your friends right now, bro? <laughs> like, what the fuck's with your tone? Like, why are you big dogging Debbie? Uh, and to a lesser extent, Mark, because who fucking cares about him, the murdering asshole? <laughs> Would you expect any less from Zach? Bagan? I no, mean, of course Zach. Ha Zach is has to flop his dick all over everything. Also, beginning of this lockdown, best way to start it off is is that quick shot of Red Roberts <laughs> not understanding a fist bump. Yeah. Oh God, that just like he's letting them all in. He's got his his pipe in his mouth, and he's like, oh, "Yeah, I guess have fun. Just don't break anything this time, whatever." And they're all getting in there, and you see this quick shot of of Aaron trying to fist bump him, and he just puts his hand on his fist. Yeah, <laughs> it's a classic, classic confused old man move. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. Tap, tap. Oh, okay. Grabs his fist and shakes it. The lockdown begins even after Zach decides to cast shade on <laughs> Debbie and Mark. They still do the perfect power team assemble five fists in connecting. The party has rolled initiative. Zach is a warlock. I think Aaron is a paladin. Mm. Nick is the rogue because he can jump over things, as we've seen. Monkey boy. He monkey boys everything. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Debbie is probably a mage. Yeah, Debbie is definitely a wizard yeah. with a focus in the school of necromancy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Mark is just a fucking 
Mark Mark is a cunt. Mark is a sh- yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! And hey, cheers to Zach for finally putting on a fucking mask. I don't know why everybody else is such late adopters to this, but holy fuck! It's funny because I wrote I I wrote down in my my notes. Zach's the only one wearing a mask and then immediately after I wrote that that's when he turns to the camera and he goes okay uh let me explain I'm like wow he's speaking to me (laughs) it is a great example of his arc where it cuts back to flashbacks of the dangerous places they've been where he's been maskless where there's signs everywhere saying loose asbestos everywhere you're inhaling dead people how about the flashback to the old remington arms where aaron's like wait we don't have masks and zach's like yeah they get in the way and aaron's like bro 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 whoa (laughs) wait wait a minute this is a very dangerous lockdown they told us that we were supposed to be wearing masks but we're not gonna wear those. Dude, so I'm gonna wear a mask. No, we don't have them. They get in the way, Aaron. Just don't deal with it. Don't worry about it. Yes, I am the only one wearing this mask, but I've been very, very ill lately with some respiratory issues because what we do can be very dangerous. Breathing in black mold, asbestos, dust, contaminants. Speaking of a bunch of bullshit, they've begun, they've walked by a dead bird, and Zach is describing the the event, he's bringing us back in, he's reminding us of the fact that rocks were thrown during the group hunt, and then, I, I, I don't know if you smell something. If you smell, rock is cooking. Are you trying to harm us? And it hits Nick in the back Uh from the stairs behind him. (laughs) That's right. They'd say it's spooky timing. I'd say it's pretty funny timing. But it is interesting that while he's saying that rocks get thrown, Nick gets smacked with a rock in his back and it goes tick-tacking down the the stairs behind him. Oh, it's interesting, but... uh, Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. That was a heavy butt. I think I have to point out that I am currently stroking the brim, pulling down the tip of my fedora with a sideways smile. Oh, God. (laughs) I think I have to just quickly unsheath my katana, and so fast. Not for this one, no. Slash number one, you don't see the rock. We have a full frame night vision shot of Nick. He says it hits him in the back. You don't see the rock. You don't see the flow of the shirt as though an impact just hit it. Mm, Slash number one. Slash number two. A diagonal slash. You hear the rock land and bounce before Nick reacts to it. (laughs) That is true. I did notice that. It's so clear that Nick reacts to the sound of the rock, not as though he was hit because number three, the final slash, we know these boys, if he had been physically hit with the rock, he would have reacted more. Shushing. <laughs> bit of a soccer, bit of a soccer player would have come out of him. Eric, you saw my hand go to my katana at my side. It just looked like a blur. 
your hand suddenly looked slightly blurry for just a second. You just heard... (laughs) Nick touches his back. Uh? (laughs) Oh, fuck. Well, Joel, I will say, (laughs) when I was watching this, it does look a little bit like something hits him in the back. Oh. His shirt does look like it moves a little. We stand across each other on Uh bamboo poles. (laughs) There is a field and there is a gale force wind between us. (laughs) Nothing personal. We leap down at each other. We run across (laughs) the field, Naruto running. (laughs) But I stay my hand, Joel, because I'm just trying to tell you what I saw. Witches and warlocks, you have to decide which one of us Instant transmissions behind the other one and says, nothing personal. (laughs) Instant transmission. (laughs) Which one of us is the real fedora guy and which one of us is actually just working the front desk of the clown motel? It doesn't really matter, though. Like, whatever happens here, the fucking rest of the episode is fucking fire. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, I thought, I thought, oh, great. Nick reacting to a tapping is going to be the best that we get. And I was so, so wrong. And I'm so happy. It is but an (laughs) amuse-bouche. I don't know what an amuse-bouche is. uh... Amuse-bouche. That's what I thought, but I had to check myself before I made an idiot of myself and ended up working at the Cloud Motel. It is a small savory item of food served as an appetizer before a meal. I knew it sounded delicious. Yeah. (laughs) God, I'm hungry. So (laughs) they immediately split up. Aaron goes with Debbie and Mark, which technically is the most dangerous thing that Aaron has ever done, given Mark's future. Please don't hurt me. I'm not here to be hurt. And then we get this very interesting reaction to footsteps. It's also well documented because it's captured on both cameras. Yeah. And everyone is accounted for, which is really good. This is a great use of the extra crew. And this is going to be a thing that comes back because they split people up, which allows them to document this event from two angles. Right. It means it's like incredibly compelling footsteps because it sounds like footsteps. It's really audible and you can see everybody reacting to it at the same time in two different places on two different floors. It's fucking rad. I mean, that's good. Sh- that's good shit. It's convincing. Then they all combine together again and they get an EVP that says they're back. What do you want? Which, okay. <laughs> This is not a very good EVP. No. Not at all. But because it is the most believable reaction to the GAC, (laughs) I'm going to say it's real. I believe it. I believe it 100%. If a ghost saw that the GAC was coming back, this is exactly what they would say. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck, they're back. They're back. (laughs) What do you want? Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) What the fuck? The level of sass 
that the EVPs in this episode brings really makes me happy. <laughs> and then they split the party again. Aaron, the paladin, goes with the wizard, who is Debbie, and the cunt, that's Mark. And they stay on the second level while Zach and Nick go, go to room 109, where the story goes that a pregnant prostitute was chained to a radiator and starved to death by George Wingfield. Capitalists going to be capitalists. It's an interesting story. Uh, it's a believable story because it's exactly what a rich old white man would do. But uh, there is no information about this besides on Ghost Adventures. I looked it up. I tried to find out if it's if it's in anything else. And it's not. Yeah, no, it's it's speculation. It's just local rumor. I think I'm going to give this the seal of the HGAC, a historic <laughs> Ghost Adventures uh, convenience. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Golf clap. Golf clap. Despite that, on their first hunt, Zach got stroked by an orb, <laughs> beginning his yeah, fetish. Of course, and yet again... It matches his narrative, and that's why it's compelling to him. Because there's a woman ghost in distress, and the orb makes it look like she's horny for him. And that means it's real. It's going in. And that's why he was so mad that orbs seem to prefer Nick since then, which is why he got kicked out. Yeah, I mean, pfft, he, he just got his arm stroked. Nick gets him right up the colon on the daily. <laughs> the orb party continues and Zach is not invited. No. They, they mention how the room feels darker. Yeah. This is the beginning of Nick starting to feel weird, maybe partial possession, mm -hmm. oppression. Yeah, and they hear a woman scream or cry, which I didn't hear. I had to turn up my headphones all the way up, and then I hear like a little... <laughs> is not good, but what is good, what did make me cackle is Zach just like running in saying, Elizabeth, <laughs> sweetie, did you just cry? Oh, oh yeah, no. Immediately, immediately, Zach is into his, his uh, white knight mode. Did you attack that girl? I told her my word to come back here and call you out. I heard a female, didn't you? Elizabeth! Sweetie, did you just cry? Oh, honey, sweetie. Sweetie Pumpkin, can you cry for me? Are you crying because you want to caress me once again? My arms are much larger than they were in 2004. There are so many more bumps, and there's other things with bumps that you could caress. The veins on my arms are perfect for an orb to take a little ride. Uh, I've noticed that my friend Nick gets his butthole stretched by orbs on the reg. <laughs> I have a plug that I can take out and allow you entrance. <laughs> and then, in response oh. to that, they get some snarls. Meanwhile... Mm -hmm. The other half, they hear bangs and they go on a quest for EVPs and Mark asks if something is messing with Nick and they get an EVP that they are like, we are going to review this in just a moment. And then they all reconvene to play the EVPs. And did you notice that they didn't actually replay 
The EVP that they got after Mark's question about Nick? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't remember them playing that. They. I went back because I thought I was fucking. I thought I was going nuts. <laughs> you thought you 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 thought you were working the front desk of the clown motel. I thought I was working the front desk <laughs> of the clown motel because Mark was like, "Hey, is something messing with Nick?" And they were like, "We're gonna review this EVP and it's gonna blow your mind." Psych. <laughs> Psych! Honk, honk. I am the clown <laughs> at the clown motel. They offered me a piece of gum, Eric, from a container, and I pulled it out, and a small mouse trap slapped on my thumb. You went in to sniff a flower on there on its chest, and poof, you got a nose full of water. I am you so moist. Such a doofus. Mm, I shook that hand, and boy, did it buzz me. <laughs> because the only EVPs they actually review are when Zach and Nick are talking about the snarls, they get a that's correct. So, mm -hmm. okay. And it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's a, eh. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nothing. Yeah. But when Aaron asks who they wanted to say anything about, they get, as Debbie says, I want to talk to Zach. It's Ooh. good. It's a pretty good one. It's not a great EVP, but contextually, it's very good. Wow, man, this is it. And this is when they all go down to... The basement. Where the real battle of Ghost Adventures happened. And it begins right away as Zack is trying to apologize to any women that he's yelling at, which shows some growth from <laughs> Zack. In the document, he was like, hey, girls, I'm slitting my wrist. <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> what, were you desperate? What, were you sad? Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to stroke my arm? <laughs> now he's like, I'm sorry I'm yelling because you're a girl, sweetie. Sweetie. <laughs> but, you know, they hear metal moving around, but unfortunately they don't get it on camera. Yeah. And then they have, they have the revelation that... The basement doesn't feel all that bad. What felt bad was Elizabeth's room. Mm-hmm. You gotta, gotta, gotta go back to where they're feeling it. It's all by the gut. This is the fucking beginning of one of the best and also most frustrating strings in all of Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Because they go back to where they previously set up the PX device, which is the word gun. They leaned the, the spooky speaking spell <laughs> against a jar and left a, a recorder next to it just to see if they could pick up anything. It doesn't say a word while they're gone. Completely silent. Yeah, they are down in the basement for 40 minutes. And then as they're walking back up at minute 39 is the first time it says anything. This is the the scariest spooky speaking spell shit they've ever had. This is straight up horror movie. This is This is so fucking scary. It wasn't saying anything. What's going to happen if we don't hide? Yeah. 
when they're walking up, the first thing it says after almost 40 minutes of silence and it only starts talking when they're approaching, the first thing it says is hi. Yes, <laughs> says hi. Okay. And then okay. and okay. then they're all like, oh my God, it's finally talking. And then it says, I will kill. This is crazy, Eric. Am I nuts? Or did it say will kill? And then the third word that they yes. talk over and they yes. don't mention it they don't mention it and they don't play it from the recording which one side of me says it was uh nonsensical so they didn't include it because it would have uh, thrown off the narrative mm. but the other side of me thinks maybe they left it out because they were talking over it but it sounded like it said roommate yeah which makes me think of mark constantino what? I don't know why, but the whole time this thing was talking, I was like, it's going to fucking talk about Mark. It's going to say what he's planning. It's going to fucking out him. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I got like really excited and like also really freaked out about when it started saying really creepy, violent ass shit. Wow. Actually, I'm looking at I wrote all of the things down. And now that you say that. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Dude. Serious. Then the spooky speaking spell just beckons them to enter and then sit. sit. Oh, God! So fucking scary, dude. But this is the part that fucking blows my mind. It makes me so mad. It makes me so frustrated. No one does! I know! What, I what know! What the fuck is with this collect... Okay, this, this is... Th that's their moment. And, like, Nick is, like, thinking about it. What the fuck? This is where... This is where I have to take a big, humble step back and, just, and know that I probably wouldn't even be able to handle listening to this shit happen in the dark. Yeah. Let alone follow its instructions. <laughs> but... I'm not a professional in, in, uh, paranormal investigator. We don't have a television show. None this of these people fucking go in and deal with it. Come on, don't be cowards. Come out. I mentioned earlier that it was great how they had split up so there was multiple angles and all this stuff. They're all clumped together in the same fucking hallway outside. Yeah. Again, this is some of the hottest shit. Oh. I am a full skeptic. Oh. Yeah. I don't know about the spooky speaking spell, but Dude. this is narratively holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then they get an EVP on the recorder right next to the P PX device that's not from the PX device. Yeah. That they goddamn fucking blam jam. They bleep it when Ooh, that shit makes me so mad. You, yeah. like, I, that is the, that's like, that'd be like if a full body apparition showed up and you blurred the tits. Yeah. It'd just be like, dude, fuck you. Like, no one's gonna get offended. Just, just play it. Yeah. You know? But it says, uh, you're fucking in my house. But it's like scary. It's like you're fucking in my house. And it, it proceeds, and this uh, to the future prediction of Mark uh, premise. It proceeded. It's preceded by 
they ask if it's a man or a woman in there, and it says female. Yes. And then they ask if it's Elizabeth, and it says hide. And that's when you get the creepy oh. voice saying, you're fucking in my house. Yeah, dude. Ooh, 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 ooh. That shit scares me so bad, dude. That shit's so creepy. Throughout Ghost Adventures, there's been a thing that dictates the best and creepiest EVPs, and it's this, like, slow guttural creepy male god. voice yeah exactly it's yeah. the it's the god tone it's like almost like something that doesn't know how to speak trying to speak Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that's what gets it's me. so interesting because like evps we've learned about is that they are usually speaking fast yeah where if you slow them down just a a tick they actually sound more real voice um, yeah. Which is interesting. It's sort of like the difference between like old timey, like real to real, you know, like uh -huh. silent yeah. movies where if you if you just add an extra frame in between all of them, it would look not so jarring. Mm -hmm. But then also there's like usually the tone is like a whisper or it's uh, a uh, like a childlike or like female kind of whisper. Yeah. And then. The other is like a scary fucking deep man voice like this. When we were doing it, we were doing it as though like an angry person would do it like a human. But it's like slow and weird. Like it's sounding out every word. Yeah. You're fucking in my like it's Yeah, dude. Yes. <laughs> fucking 10 out of 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> You would think with this quality of EVP, this is the best the episode gets, but it's no. not. Jesus Christ. This is, dude, this next scene. I hate this because they leave and they go down the hall to the room where Virginia was pushed against the wall. When this hotness is happening, split up. That's when, that's when it's time to split up and move around. <laughs> Scooby-Doo logic. They all decide to go down to the room where Virginia was pushed against the wall and Zach is asking if they would do it to him, and they get an EVP that says, yeah, I would. That's, okay, fine. That's scary. Good context. No, cannot hold a candle oh. to the fucking PX device going monster mode. The PX device suddenly sounds like it's trying to connect to dial-up. That shit is the scariest fucking sound. And, like, we've never heard the PX device do this before. Suddenly, yeah. it's just like... <laughs> just like screaming and Aaron is having a full-on panic attack it keeps happening and then it'll like say something and then go back to it oh yeah my god this shit like oh I would have run I would have jumped out a window this is the kind of shit that doesn't happen on ghost hunts it only happens in horror movies which is why it's amazing all of these people who have been doing this for years you could see the actual fear in Debbie's eyes as she's like is it supposed to do that? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. So scary. And then and then they get an EVP saying Elizabeth. <laughs> While that thing is going ape shit in the background, it just it just makes everything else seem so much scarier. Yeah. And the, and yet these again, frustrating. We are armchair critics. 
I would probably be, have already run away in reality. But these fucking idiots, these professionals are still not going in the room. And then a dark energy takes over Nick and Mark asks if he feels dizzy. And Nick says, I'm feeling a lot of things. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been weird all the time. And Mark says, you're scaring me. And then he gets an EVP right after that says, let's get Zach. It says, and you know what's funny is on the screen it says, let's get Zach. But if you listen, it says, now let's get Zach. Yeah, I get it, like the editing in this, like dropping the follow up on the EVP that they said they were going to like this part. Because, yeah, it says now let's get Zach as yeah. as though, again, better context because they've gotten Nick already. Yeah. So now let's get Zach. Yeah. And the two people who were originally there. Also, like exactly something you and I would say to each other as ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> now let's get Zach, bro. <laughs> now let's go get Zach, dude. Let's go get him. And then a black shift happens right next to Mark. Yeah. And it's weird. It's, it could be that could be somebody moving. It doesn't It could matter. be a light, like, a little weird refraction of light. But like with everything happening all at once and like the whole thing just descends oh it's a salvia trip at this point everyone's getting sick everyone's fucking freaking out it's straight up everyone toked up some salvia to have a good time and didn't yeah aaron goodwin is sitting in a recliner with a a two liter bottle of orange soda (laughs) shaking it all over himself (laughs) laughing uncontrollably zach's falling through space for a thousand years (laughs) silently screaming (laughs) Nick is just getting eaten alive by Pac-Man, and he can't help it. Oh, my God. Witches and Warlocks don't do salvia. Nothing good comes of it. Yeah, no, you need a shaman for that shit. Yeah, don't smoke salvia with your friends and then order pizza, then accidentally load up a bowl, (laughs) and then have that guy smoke a bunch of salvia weed, and then it loses his job. Wow, that's funny. If you're curious about what me and Eric are joking about in this conversation, then check out the Come Fight Me in the Dark Patreon. We'll have bonus content, extra skits, and with enough backers, even more Ghost Adventures related or adjacent fun for you, our witches and warlocks. So join now. As they check on Nick, and Nick's like, yeah, I'm okay. Which is weird shift. But then a window is broken. It's a, a mirror. A mirror. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, they a hear mirror? a mirror smash in the other room. And they go in oh. there and they find a mirror smashed on the ground. And they're like, this wasn't here before. And it's yeah. in the middle of the room. That's where we end, essentially. Poo! Fucking scary ass shit. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. This is how you end a season. Yeah. Not the fucking Bonnie Springs range. <laughs> Fuck that bullshit, man. No. Why the... F- like, okay, I get that uh, they're, they're, they're pulling it off because of Mark and Debbie, but that's not what Debbie would want. Like, this is an no. amazing fucking episode. It's... This is incredible shit. This is the kind of shit that you keep available for people so that they can be like, damn, Debbie, what a badass, you know? Yeah, she's killing it. And it's also like, the project is to prove 
ghosts. And yeah. this is one of the best episodes for that project. Right. The quality of evidence for me as somebody who doesn't buy in, I can't explain what's happening. It's really fucking good. Uh-huh. It's a great episode. It's this is very good. It's a this is top tier. I want to say this is top 5 episodes for me. Yeah, me too. It's so disappointing that it is scrubbed from the internet. It's so disappointing. It's so disappointing that both two of my top five episodes of all of Ghost Adventure so far are ones that Zach decided to remove. Two of them? Yeah, what the fuck? Well, Eric, just as that PDX device told Zach to hide, I don't think Zach has... To, I, I think Zach should probably hide. <laughs> Because we're going <laughs> to challenge him to find him to come challenge to come find him in the dark. <laughs> Fuck! I fucked it all up. Come find us in the dark, Zach. Hey, right as we finish saying, this is the top tier shit. And then, <laughs> and then Joel's like, I'm going to poop out of my mouth. Like I'm running the front desk at the clown motel. God damn it, I am. No, I'm chief clown. I've been promoted to clown number one. Honk, honk, squirt, squirt. Come find us in the dark. Uh... This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. It's appropriate that I am the, the leader of the clown motel, the, the general manager, because my challenge is dubbed Operation Clown with the Sickness. Mm. <laughs> because, Eric, Zach is afraid of clowns. Yeah. And it turns out, that clowns are some of the cheapest form of real-life entertainers you can book, for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. So I think we could just psychologically destroy Zach Bagans. We hire professional clowns to be wherever Zach is whenever he leaves his dungeon. Ooh, this is like this is like uh like early 2010s when like there were all those fucking clown sightings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're not there to interact with him. They're just around corners that he's going to turn, oh, standing there. Gang stalking. <laughs> in bathrooms, when he uh, comes out of the stall after dropping a deuce, he hear, he just sees, as he's sitting on the toilet, the big clown shoes. Hunk, hunk, hunk. And to top it all off, we tell him that... Somewhere in the Midwest, there is a yearly ritual mm. <laughs> that is done that bridges the between the spiritual and the real world. And he has to film there. He gets set up before he has to catch this ritual. And what happens? It is the gathering of the juggalos. He is surrounded by clown makeup. Joel, we have the same challenge. Oh, um, no! But... I'm going to give a little spin on it here. Please do. So the way you've invited Zach to the gathering is yes. faulty. Oh. And I don't think he's going to fall for it. Mm -hmm. So I have a plan. Oh, please. Uh, I'm going to uh, pose as a young woman on the internet. I'm going Ooh. to take my time to butter up our Zacky boy. Just giving him all the reasons to want me. And yeah. one day, 
after I've really, really buttered him, <laughs> I'm going to tell him, listen, you have to help me. I'm strapped to a radiator. My computer's running out of batteries, and I need you to come and help me because I need a big, strong man. I need you. I'm such a little sweetie. I'm going to give him the number, the place, where it's going to be empty. He's going to come walking into that hotel room. Lights are dim. <laughs> he sees somebody in the corner. They are crying. He comes up and he notices, what? This, this isn't a woman. And that's when I look at him. And I am dressed as a clown. And I say... <laughs> <laughs> and as he bolts to try to go for the door, nay, nay, Joel is there. He has locked the door. And we have turned off all the lights. And the strobes have gone on. And we have fucking clown music going. And we are coming at him. And that's when I <laughs> dart him in the neck. Lights out. Oh, it's, it's just perfect because, one, I already know the music will play. It is the music that Lumpy, the baby Chewbacca, in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes, yes, absolute nightmare. And as he turns to the door, I'm just looking at him, ready to lock it, with my hair that's already basically set up for clown hair. And I just go... <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Zach he comes too it's all just been a dream he looks around oh. he's in a tent he can hear distant music and people and a ruckus there's the calls of whoop whoop and whoop, that's whoop. <laughs> he can hear nitrous tanks filling balloons he can he can hear wet slapping in a tent next to him. <laughs> My God, there's so much, there's so much activity. There's so much wet slapping. Was was he having a dream while camping? <laughs> what is this? And that's when he unzips the tent and realizes he is dead center, <laughs> right in front of the main stage, just as Kid Rock is coming <laughs> on. For the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> Accompanied by Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope. And as he opens the tent, he gets sprayed <laughs> by Orange Fago. <laughs> and he rubs his eyes and he looks down. And that's when he sees the reflection from the puddle in front of him. <gasps> He's a clown too! MCO! <laughs> Who's the manager of the Clown Motel now, Zachary? We cut five years in the future. A, a young couple drives. Their car has run out of gas. It's the only motel between Las Vegas and Reno. They pull in. And who behind the counter? It's Zach Bagans, now overweight. His face painted as a clown. And he goes, Welcome to the Clown Motel. <laughs> Holy shit, that's the best. Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> and that is how you end a season. Boom, baby! Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. Witches and Warlocks, <laughs> I'm so glad that we got to share this with you. Fucking good luck trying to find this. 
Oh, yeah, you may have to find, like, maybe some old DVDs. <laughs> Pirate Bay. <laughs> Witches of Warlocks, we made it to the end of the fourth season for real this time. And, and we did it all for you. We did it all for you! And for the nookie, what about that? Well, that's about <laughs> pussy, never mind. I, I was trying to gather the juggalos, ah, uh, whatever. It's sticking up your chest! Sticking up your chest! Yeah! <laughs> so... <laughs> Next time, we're going to have our interstitial, our interseason special. And I'm very excited. Join us because we are going to delve further into the paranormal than we ever have before. And Eric, <laughs> I love you, buddy. Hey, you know what, Joel? I love you even though you are running the front desk of the Clown Motel. And I feel confident in my love for you because while I'm running the front desk, you're cleaning out the rooms, big boy. Oh. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the janitor of the clown motel? That's right. That's right. Housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter at CFMITD. You can also join us on Patreon at CFMITD for exclusive content like our continued paranormal challenge series come fight me in the dark after dark for all the content that's too hot for the pod and other exciting new content we come up with send us an email at come fight me in the dark at gmail.com and don't forget to check out our brand new website at come fight me in the dark.com for all the art news and merch we have we love you all and have a good night <laughs>